Hello and welcome to the latest episode of Bet Bears Racing Only Better podcast ahead of Air Gold Cup weekend. We'll be looking at plenty of races from Air on Saturday and throw Newbury in there as well. Plenty to get through. Nine races in total. Kevin Blake is absolutely chomping at the bit for this. Joined as always by him, Daryl Carter, and also Dan Barber. I don't know why you're laughing. You literally jumped on and told us you were like rev for this. Come on. Ready to go, Vanessa. Full Are of energy. Chomping or chomping? Oh it, no, I, I think, no, no, no. No, I think I, I think both are, are, fun- are fun- functionally usable yeah yeah um but no I, i'm hyping as i'm going to scotland i'm going to air i'm oh. going heading out tomorrow so um yeah haven't and been Darryl. for five years so i'm ready to rumble never great mind. to go back to my, my people in scotland i'm big in scotland they love me up there never mind <laughs> kb going to scotland what's way more exciting is daryl's trip in the next week or so because you're off stateside daryl yeah, Las Vegas for me, going to take the plunge and get married. So, yeah, I look forward oh, to that. Oh, Lord. Don't do it, Daryl. <laughs> no, how exciting. I absolutely love this. Daryl has told us off camera why this is happening, and it's so exciting. How long are you going for, Daryl? We're going for five or f- six days, five or six days, then we're coming back and having a big party with, with the friends and family. So. Hold on, you're going to Vegas and then you're coming home and having a party. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Vegas is a dangerous place, I tell you that, dangerous place. Okay, if you're getting married there. It's a particularly dangerous place for Irish people, because for Irish people, and you, you will be able to identify with this, Vanessa, you spend a bit of time over here. Like The, the, the thing that saves Irish people is the fact that somebody tells them to stop and go home and the, the, the bars stop serving. In Vegas, there is no break applied. There is no lights <laughs> being, being flicked on and off. There's no one telling you, have you asking you, have any homes to go to? They just keep going. They pump the oxygen in and uh, they, there's just no stop. So it's, it's a dangerous, stop it's a dangerous space, Daryl. It's a dangerous I've place. Often... Be careful. Kevin's right. In Ireland, they look after you. They're happy for you to have a drink, but they do look after you because I have told this story on the podcast a few times about the time that the guy behind the bar at Nace Racecourse told me to hit the lights and shut the door on my way out because he had finished his shift and he was done. Me and somebody else were the last people in there and they just trust us to literally shut the door and hit the lights on our way out. There'll be none of that in Vegas for Daryl, but enough waffle. Enough waffle. Let's crack straight on with air. A disgrace from Nace. The disgrace from Nace. That was pre the renovations, by the way. And I think now they've renovated, they'd probably be a bit more like conscious of locking the door, etc. Air, 115. We're going to kick straight in with this, Daryl. But before we do, a bit of housekeeping. Don't forget, we've got a new offer for the next four weeks. Betfair Sportsbook offer a completely free bet on racing multiples, but you do have to opt in, read the T's and C's and do it responsibly, but please opt in. So that is the new Sportsbook Betfair offer for the next four weeks, in fact. Uh, But we can kick on with uh, the mile handicap kicks things off. And Daryl, seeing as you're the man of the moment, off to Vegas. I'm gonna I'm gonna let you have first go at these races. How about that? I'm just yeah, saying. Yeah, let's fine. do it. Let's um, do it. Isla Kai and Titan Rock are up at the top of the market currently. Uh, seven to two, Isla Kai and Titan Rock around the eleven to two mark. Um, Titan Rock for John Quinn comes in here in relatively good form of late, and Isla Kai has been a pretty solid yardstick for Nigel Tinkler and got back in the winners' enclosure when we last saw him. After that, it's the likes of Judgment Call and Revic in there. Um, tricky little one to kick things off, and there's plenty of competitive action, but this is one of the more competitive races on the card affair. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, I won't go through too many runners. We've got a lot of races to cover and uh, I don't want to don't want to continue to slag off the boys' uh, boys' selection before they get a chance. <laughs> Carol, you were you were right, completely right to slag off every single one of my selections last week. Because <laughs> they were absolutely atrocious. <laughs> uh, I'm with the outside of the entire field here, Stormbuster. Oh. Woo! Yes, I can't thought... it. No chance. No way. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I thought he showed a little bit more at Windsor last time. I didn't think he was entirely happy on fast ground there, um, and he, he, he stumbled a couple of times. But he was poorly positioned, and it, it was just a step back in the right direction from him after a two and a half month break off the track. Um, I just wanted to take a bit of a chance for him because the handicap has dropped him ten pounds in four runs. 
um, been quite quick uh, to be lenient with him, I think, I thought. And um, I, th- I thought he took a step back in the right direction last time. I, I don't think too many of these are well handicapped. And I will stop there before I, before I go on about the other runners. But I don't think too many are well handicapped. Whereas I think this three-year-old, we haven't seen the best of him just yet on the uh, evidence he showed um, earlier in his career. And uh, I'm hoping they're going to, they're going to use prominent tactics with him, which does serve runners well at air. So a bit of a chance in the opener, but he's a big price, and I think that's very fair to take a chance with him. Yeah, he's currently 22 to 1, which is the biggest price around with the Betfair Sportsbook Storm Buster. Uh, for Daryl to kick things off, over to you, Dan, for this. Yeah, I'm going... Uh, so the tried and trusted to some extent, and that's Radana, who, oh. I mean... You could do the maths degree to count how many times he's won it air. It's actually seven. Um, all set, if you're French. And um, his latest success was elsewhere. It was at Carlisle, but he was placed in this race last year off 94 because he dropped in the weights after a quiet start to the season, running in race. I mean, he made his return, the poor thing, in the Buckingham Palace. I mean, he must have not known what has hit him. Uh, he's had three runs since. Headgear was left off next time. Didn't run his race on heavy ground at Thirsk. They're a clever lot, the Sayers, and I suspect, well, I'm not even suspect, I'd be adamant that this has been the plan for him all season, given his record at the track, his running this race last season, and the fact that after a win at Carlisle, not only did he guarantee himself a run, which was probably never in doubt anyway, but the rise in the weights has meant he's still lower in the handicap than last year. And he's three times the age of Serona and Stormbuster, more than twice the age of Kai Kai. Uh, but he's a really reliable animal around here, and this is surely his cup final. Radana for the Sayer team, Paul Mulren on book for the yard, and it's quite interesting that the sports book are a very short, well, short in comparison to the rest of the market about him, 13 to 2 right now, but he's a much bigger price elsewhere, so they've obviously latched on to some of the angles that Dan Barber has highlighted there for you. Final word to you, Kevin. Are you throwing another big price one in for the opener or are you nearer the top of the market oh daniel dan dano danny my critiques my piercing critiques have made you gun shy because you've just missed the wonderful wonderful opportunity with radana to do the real it's deal. all yours come on let's have a one Drum roll. one 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 two four one one seven one four six <laughs> radana at air Wow. That costs now, 40p a, 40p a minute, that line. Oh, sorry. <laughs> now, um, if you if you wanted to give a bit of mitigation, a lot of those wins and performances have come over seven furlongs. But if you look at Radarna's form in the in the uh, as a whole product and order them by RPR performance, um, his top five performances have all come at, at least a mile. Um, so I don't think a mile is a problem at all. Um, back to form at Carlisle last time as Dan says Dan's made the broader case he loves air um, and look he's still well handicapped relative to some of his very good runs last season um, one assumes they've had a big red circle around this meeting for quite some time and uh, the best for a sports book I always talk um, fondly about their compilers how how competent they are and uh, they're dodging this one they're dead right um, yeah. and yeah I'd be hopeful that he, he'll run a very very good race Radarna Radana and a beautiful form readout there. Numbers readout <laughs> for us just to kickstart the show. Just such great onwards, listening, isn't it? Onwards we go at pace. <laughs> onwards we go at pace. Back to you, Daryl, for the listed race over the 10 furlongs, the 150 at air. And this I find fascinating because this time last year, we really thought my Prospero was going to be a top-notcher at four, or I did anyway, and he just hasn't quite delivered yet this season. He's now got the cheap pieces applied, and he's back down into listed company. He's at his preferred, what I think is probably his preferred 10 furlongs again, and he is currently 13-8 to with the sports book, but he has to take on a horse with a very differing profile in Royal Rhyme, but the big angle in with him for the Carl Burke team, and he's around the three to one mark, second best in the market, is this love of soft ground. And of course it's going to be, well, it's currently good to soft, we should say, uh, but we could get more rain and the more rain that falls will surely suit Royal Rhyme, Daryl. Oh, I think this is a good thing. I can't believe he's not odds on. I can't believe Prosper- my Prospero, that is not Royal Rhyme, I should right. say. That makes more sense. Yeah, I should just say. I'm not, I've got to be honest, I'm not a massive fan of him putting the cheap pieces on here. He's not got a tremendous record when doing that. But And I, and I do think my Prospero is pretty genuine. Um, I thought the race at York last time turned into a bit of a sprint, but it was a, 
um, a decent a horse he bumped into, and Alfalio, who's, who's firmly on the upgrade. But I didn't think we saw the best of him there. I think he wants more of a stamina test than he got at York the last day. Um, I think he's by far better than all of these. I'm, I'm, I'm very surprised he's not shade of odds on. I really, really am. So, I, I, yeah, I think he's a. I think he's got a cracking chance to get back to winning ways here. All right, keeping it simple then with my Prospero, the class act in here. Um, Dan, do you concur with that or do you have another view? If not, we'll move on swiftly. Yeah, it's, it's a funny one, isn't he? Like, if you'd have said he'd be running, as you mentioned, V, if you said at the start of the season yeah. that he'll be running in September in a listed race, you'd wonder what the hell has gone on. And it hasn't been as smooth this season as it as it could have been, has it? Um, I'm not sure he has run the same race as he did when he was placed in the Champions Stakes last year. With that in mind, I was perhaps approaching the race from an each-way perspective. And I reckon I would get more than sevens, and I think I'd probably want more than sevens, but... Interesting Kev's take on Helvick Dream, who ran his best race for ages in the Royal Whip. He's a horse who won a Tatazal Gold Cup on heavy ground going back to 2021. That, that's real back class. If you rated him on that, he'd be just on the heels of my Prospero on timeform figures. And they're still persevering with him. Why so if you don't think he's still capable of operating at somewhere near that old level? So I was looking at backing him each way, but it's the dead eight already rain forecast and given Lakota Sue flashes a tail that markedly she might just take off in the paddock and disappear somewhere <laughs> over Glasgow so it's probably not even guaranteed that she'll line up either okay that is interesting then um Kev do you want to pick up on what Dan has asked you in regards of, to Helvick Dream yeah I suppose just just on a broader point we're not expecting loads of rain are we yeah I was gonna say that yeah I thought it was drawing yeah. back I thought it was going to dry out. Oh, well, I, 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 I saw a forecast this morning that made me very nervous. Really? Yeah, Brian was I, saying I, they were fearful of rain this morning, but I don't know what they got. Yeah, I read the forecast this morning and I said to myself, I won't pack a coat. So that, that's oh, kind of, oh. well, that was my that was my conclusion. That's a big call, Vanessa, as you know yourself. Um, so look, it's it's good to soft, good in place. Not with Ryanair, by the way. If you're traveling Ryanair, it's literally a call between the coat or fresh pants each day. I mean, that's about all you can take, isn't it? Like, no, Aer Lingus for me these days, Vanessa. Aer Lingus for me, 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 and Mike, me and Michael have fallen out. The ITV expenses shining through there, but I look, I, I, Helvick Dream, I just don't know if he's the same horse as he was when he won that Tasco Cup. And mm. look, it was a step back in the right direction last time, but um, like even at his best now, he he might be hard pressed to to take on the to to deal with the best of these. Um, and my preference, um, is the one that never seems to get any great out of respect. That I know people will poke at his record and stakes races, etc. But um, Pride of America, Amy Murphy, um. It has put up some serious performances this season. Um, like his time form rated 121, um, based on that that win at York, you know, under under all that weight of um, off a rating of 106, um, ran really well off the revised mark of 110. Um, tactically, this might well go his way. He's going to be up in the front end. Um, a little bit of an ease in the ground is no problem whatsoever. In fact, I'd say they'd they'd want a little bit of an ease in the ground, and some more showers wouldn't wouldn't bother him at all. But um, look, I don't think that the golf is as big as the, the nine pounds um, that official ratings suggest. I, I don't think I don't think there's that much between them, essentially. And um, I could see Pride of America running very well, getting the run of it. Uh, might be it might be a bit punchy to suggest he can go and win, but I think he'll be banging the mix, hopefully. All right. And if he is banging the mix, then, of course, we will see those terrific scenes from Amy Murphy. I know this horse is a big favourite of hers in the yard, isn't he? And a lot of work goes into him, actually, to get him sound and right for his race days. So he's a big credit to not only his owners, but the trainer as well. So we wish him well. Uh, let's move on. Silver Cup time, Daryl, oh. over the six furlongs at air. And as you would expect, uh, rightly competitive. Rathbone up at the top of the market at seven to one currently. Jump the gun in there for the Ian Jardine team, currently 13 to two. After that, you've got the likes of Gulliver in there at around 10 yes. to one. Those are just the top three mm -hmm. in the market. And those are the sort of prices we're looking at. Wob, wob, wob after that. Call Me Ginger looks to continue his run of good form. But Rathbone, tops it under the penalty with the hat-trick bid and of course you've got six places here as well Betfair paying the six places here on this race and the Air Gold Cup too so Daryl 
I don't know how you even start. I hate these sort of races, to be honest. And I, I am aware that this is the highlight of the meeting up at Air, but it's just my version of an absolute. No, this isn't. This is the hors d'oeuvre. Well, this is the hors d'oeuvre, but yeah, I, I also hate the Air Gold Cup. But anyway, <laughs> um, Daryl, start to unpick this for us. And with the six places, have you got an each way swing for us? Or are you going straight in for the win? Um, I'm going to go each way with one uh, and then for the win with another. So I'm gonna, Beautiful. I'm, I'm going to take a chance for two. First one is jump the gun. Um, okay. Obviously, very, very eye-catching in this race last year. Um, he got no run against the rail when drawn high. Um, but once he got out, he finished very, very strongly. Now, he's under William Pyle for um, taking off five pounds. That effectively puts him 12 pounds lower than when running in this race last year. And wow. he came back to a bit of form last time, albeit behind Rathbone um, at Doncaster. He doesn't mind a bit of digging the ground. I think he's a well-handicapped horse who does go very well at air. So I, I think with a bit of uh, proven form in the race from last year, um, I, I like that angle with him. The other one also comes from the race last year, and that's Bernard O'Reilly, who Ooh. hasn't been seen to best effect the last couple of times. I didn't think at Windsor, he got no run. At Yarmouth, very, very similar. But again, he's another horse that wants a bit of dig in the ground. Really eye-catching in this race last year. They came from opposite sides of the track, so it's pretty difficult to sort of ma match them up. So I just wanted to back both of them. Bernardo already finished with a flurry. Had to come from a low draw. He's drawn low again in store one. But he, he ended up in this down the centre of the track and he was running on strongly at the finish. He's handicapped to have a say. Um, if there is more rain due, that would definitely suit him. If it drives back, I'd probably be a, li a little bit less enthusiastic about his chances. But uh, you can make cases for loads of these in here. It, 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 like you say, it's, it's, it's devilish, devilishly tricky to, to sort of have a strong opinion, I feel personally. Okay, well, Bernardo O'Reilly is currently uh, 12 to 1 with the sports book, presuming that's your each way selection. And then Jump the Gun is a 13 to 2 shot for the win for Daryl. Um, have you got two for us as well, Kev? We'll come to you next here. Are you, um, have you got two bullets for us to fire in a race like this? Or are you going straight oh. in with a win bet? I was going to give you one, but I'll give you two just because my second choice was Bernardo O'Reilly that Daryl mentioned there. Ah. Um, proud, proudly, proudly carried the Irish Silks in his last two starts um, in the racing league. And he, uh, get that bingo card out, lads. Um, <laughs> it's going it's to take a clip in, in this race, don't worry. Um, yeah, like Dar Darren's dead right. Like he, he shaped really well both times. Like that race at Yarmouth has, has worked out super well. Like Dark Trooper, the one it is, was absolutely chucked in. He's won a few since. Mm. Um, second, third, fifth. Like they've all done their part for the form. And that day, you know, like Adam Farrer came in and he was as sick as a parrot. Now he thought he should have went very close. And the next day at Windsor, the race just went wrong for Danny Sheehy as well. And I know um, Richard Spencer, I was there with Richard Spencer all day that day, and he was really agonizing over whether to run the horse or not, um, given the ground was, was quickly. And Richard O. Spencer, yeah. Richard, Richard yeah. O. Spencer, yeah. very much. Yeah. Put the uh, O in or, front of it. Well, you see, the, the connection there, the qualification there, Dan, was owned by Phil Cunningham, who's a, a Tipperary man uh, by lineage. So, the, so that that was the connection there. Um, we, we, you know, we're, we're loose qualification criteria um, <laughs> is, is a given. Um, but again, he shaped well. Like things did, like they're messy old races. There, wins are not the best of times, and um, he shaped better again. Look, the the an ease in the ground would definitely help him. I I think, um, yeah, I think things could set up well for him draw he's drawn that an extreme you know so we, we'll see how that pans out over the next couple of days so he was my second choice but number one at the complete opposite side of things was our old pal our old friend Gulliver because oh. um, he again Irish silks the other day at Sodal um, and look he, he, he's clearly a fiercely well handicapped horse uh, on form from this time last year even and um, he was down over a stone and um, David O'Mara was making really, really positive noises about him for well over a week prior to Suttle. And, and David O'Mara turned up himself to see him at Suttle and he got some kick out of him winning. And I'll tell you what, the horse looked absolutely magnificent. He seemed as sweet as a nut. Um, ben Curtis jumped off, purring about him. Now he said, mind, he did, didn't travel with him early on, but he really came alive in um, in the second half of the race. And ultimately, um, what was a competitive race, he um, he fairly well dotted up. Um, he's well in under a penalty. 
Um, has air hasn't you couldn't say for him now it hasn't been the happiest of hunting grounds. Um, he's run you know all right in a few of these before. He was third in a, in a in the Gold Cup going back to 2019, but oh. um, in in, in mm-hmm. subsequent years he's kind of just run okay. But that's fine. I'm not really fussed about that. Um, the main okay. thing is he he he's particularly well handicapped. Um, a little bit of an ease in the ground is fine. Doesn't really matter if it dries out. Um, ben Curtis takes the ride again. And look at you know sprint handicappers are like when they're when they're booming is the time to strike. He's back booming. He's very well handicapped, and hopefully Gulliver will be on his travels again to the winners' enclosure. Yes, well done. All right, bro. Well, we've had Tower a of the operation. The big, big, bingo, bingo cards just yeah. The bingo there. cards, the bingo cards <laughs> arrive, and now the next one's going to be ticked off because I've already been given the hurry up by our producer Bet <laughs> So we have a vote for Jump the Gun, a vote, two votes for Bernardo O'Reilly, and one vote for Gulliver, Dan. Add something else into the mix if you want to. If not, we will keep kicking on here. No, I will add something to the mix. Now, uh, we, we can't be shrewd Van Nistelrooy's all the time, can we? It's, I mean, like, <laughs> shrewd Van Nistelrooy's, oh yeah. <laughs> no, Come on. <laughs> some of these, it's just fun having a crack at these races. Like is gambling it, is, is fun. It? It's, it's fun having a, a dart at something at a big price. Yeah, most of the time, back in 20s chances, they're not going to win, but it's still, it's still a thrill if they ever do. And... Yes, this is like pissing into the sea because the racing league outweighs the um, the Sunday series in terms of mentions. But uh, <laughs> Sunday series at Haydock, so be proud. Absolutely tanked through that race that um, Dark Trooper won on his way to that historic treble that he's still spoken about today where he did racing league, Sunday series, and... Incredible. Never to be done again. Um he then ran at Sandown on quick ground and got no run. Newcastle, he was out of his depth. He was basically running against air gold cup horses. Um, but he's back in the right grade and there's a kid on him tomorrow. He's not a kid, actually. He's Mark Wynn. He's, he's more established than that, but he's claiming anyway. And I thought at 20s each way on certainly two or three runs lately, he was he was overpriced. Okay. Yeah, so look at he he found found it a bit easier in those Sunday series races than he did in the race in the last. <laughs> time. That's enough, enough out, Kevin Blake. Um, Carol, on we go. We've got to keep we've got to keep kicking on here. I my our producer thinks I can't keep the, you guys under control. You're, you're running free he, today. He, he's not telling you to move on, but if they tell you to give him the fucking offer, that's what he keeps telling you. <laughs> I'm trying to keep this show on track here. Uh, six furlongs for the two-year-old. Rakea is your 11 to 8 favourite currently. Great generation in there. Uh, Dorothy Lawrence in there for the Carl Burke team. Always wary of his two-year-olds. Navassa Island for Michael O'Donnell. Uh, sorry, Michael O'Callaghan over from Ireland. And Pretty Crystal in there as well for Richard Fahey, who wowed us all. Well, didn't wow us all, but was impressive on debut and hasn't really followed through since. So two-year-olds to the four, which means Dan is out of this race. So it's just you two boys. Daryl, you can go first. Yeah, Rakia was very, very impressive at Haydock. I think you'd, you'd be foolish to think that she wasn't super impressive there. Like, But the issue I've got is I, I do think she's potentially very, very useful. Um, but I think the form horse is pretty crystal. And uh, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm surprised that that she's as big as she is. I think Rakia's priced up on the visual impression of what she did at Haydock. And that's fair enough. I'm you know, happy to admit that she could be anything. Ah! But... Jesus. <laughs> Sorry. But, uh, yeah, I'm happy to admit Rakia could be anything, but pretty crystal. You've got to pay the prices sometimes. And I, and I think that's, I mean, she's seven to one now. I put her up yesterday at 12s. I think seven to one's perfectly acceptable. Uh, the run behind Darnation over seven, she just probably the combination of the ground and, and the step up and trip probably just ebbed out her stamina a little bit. I thought in the Princess Margaret at Ascot the time before, I thought she was the best horse in the race. Um, she came from an unpromising position. She was racing away from the, the main bulk of the action, particularly the pace. So she had to come from off the pace. She made up plenty of ground on, on Sacred Angel, just couldn't get there in time. But Sacred Angel was going out and run within four lengths of Van Dijk next time. So like the form is definitely with, with Pretty Crystal. I, she won't mind a little bit of ease in the ground. Coming back to six furlongs is absolutely spot on for her she was obviously fifth beating three lengths in the albany stakes i just think that that her book of form is much stronger than, than anything else in the race and i'm very surprised she's such a big price so while i do admit rakia could be a worldie 
you've got to, you, I think you've got to back pretty crystal. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, currently seven to one with the sports book, pretty crystal versus even money about the favorite. Um, Kevin, over to you here. Yeah, it's pretty crystal. Daryl Carter is on the money here. Uh, oh. The Betfair, the Betfair Sportsbook compilers are on the ball once again, going the shortest price in the village. This one because they know, they know, as Big <laughs> Mac used to say, uh, thought she shaved really, really well at Goodwood. Um, dropping back in trip is, is going to be the trick, isn't it? Um, ground will be fine either way. If they get a few more showers, grand. Um, if not, no problem at all. Uh, just too big a price. Um, Fav has looked really promising, but um, God, thought she was short now. Thought she was plenty short um, coming into a race like this. So the very best of luck to her. I have nothing against her, bar her price, whereas Pretty Crystal um, is the right price for those of us that, uh, that that would be interested in an alternative to the Fab. And if you would like to don your balaclava, um, this is certainly a favourable um, race from an each-way point of view. And Pretty Crystal, um, you'd be pretty disappointed if she wasn't certainly in the frame. All right, let's kick on to the big race then up at Air, which is, of course, the Air Gold Cup. And Dan, we will bring you straight back in here over the six furlongs and so much to pick apart in this. Orazio is your currently, with Betfair anyway, 15-2 to favourite Jim Crowley in the saddle for the Charlie Hills Yard, a horse that we've spoken about plenty on this podcast. But he's taking on the likes of Summer Gant, who won it last year. Bielsa's in there, who won it two years ago. All favourites like Rohan in there come from behind as always um, Al-Bashir who met Summergan when we last saw them, no two starts back actually and then there's the Curra form in there which Kevin Blake I'm sure will get stuck into but Dan we will start with you for the Air Gold Cup paying the six places as well as per the Silver Cup so loads to go at here um, Dan what wins it we just want, we want what wins it well, there are a couple of names that caught me off guard when I saw them entered. Montasib for one, back in trip. Guido, who's been an absolute star for Katie Scott, but be quite a culture shock for a couple of these, won't it? Mm. Against established blast-off sprinters like, well, there's lowers than Bielsa was reversed on the list probably in terms of that. Again, I'll have a go at a couple of prices. I thought potentially the best handicapped horse in the race was my pal's horse, um, Juan Lapan. Juan Lapan. Third last year, um, third in the stewards, wasn't it, this year? He's, oh, is it Wokingham? Either way, he was third in a big handicap this year. Good prep, that, isn't it? Um, well, I should point out, sorry, as we speak right now, is actually on Betfair anyway, the favourite at seven to one over Orazio, but obviously different prices sort of across the board. Yeah. But that's where, how it currently is with Betfair. Yeah, there's a feeling that Orazio will click in one of these because they keep making him favourite and things keep going wrong. But yeah, he was the third in the Wokingham. He was 10th in the Stewards. And I just think the fact that the handicapper hasn't been able to reassess him or he's able to run off an unchanged mark after the second to Comanche Falls in that listed race. I mean, Comanche Falls' mark, yeah, he was giving Juan Lapan five pounds, but Comanche Falls, he last ran in a handicap of 109, has got a rate in the one teens now. So I think he's potentially really well handicapped. There's a slight concern over conditions if the heavens do open. I text Matt earlier, he was... That was the one reservation he had. But I thought it was a really solid option. And he's he's one of those who you can back each way because he's going to have the right running style. He, he picks his way through and he's not going to be blasting out in front and revealing all. One at a bigger price thought was interesting for him. The other side of the track, don't mind having a dart on either side, is is the four-year-old Philly fast response with the claim of Brandon Wilkie on for the first time. She can't have it soft enough. So we're potentially covering both those angles, whatever the weather, weather does. Um Really progressive last season, so effective on testing ground. She's had one or two blips this season, but Chester on two of her last three starts has been right up there with the best. And again, I think she's potentially well in based on a proximity to a, a sprinter as good as Mitt Barhi when they met in that Chester race with Eras back in third. I mean, he might have won. He's a bit of a balloon, isn't he? But he might have won at York if he'd have not gone so, covered so much ground trying to get a run. So I, I like those two in what is obviously a very open race. All right, so Juan Lapin at sevens, fast response at 12s for Dan to kick things off with the Air Gold Cup. Daryl, who else are you adding in? Uh, Al Bashir. Oh. Oi, oi. Yeah. 
Oh, look, he's going to take me off a cliff, this horse, I can tell. But <laughs> I am. Um, well, you're going really to have a win two starts ago. You're, you're in good yeah. shape. You're in good shape. <laughs> Yeah, um, I, I just can't let him go. I, I I thought immediately after York of this race for him, and then they put him in over at the car row, and I thought, oh, maybe and I'm you made to... such a valid case for him that day on racing only better. Yeah, well. it's got, like got a miserable run. Yeah, well, the car well, is fresh. God, yeah, he got he got an absolutely miserable run, as, as Kev said, and that obviously wasn't that wasn't up with the performance he put in at York. The rain came that day as well. I'm hoping it's going to dry back for him because I think he wants it top of the ground, really. But uh, he's got it. He's going to, if I don't back him, V, he's going to win. And I can't have that. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's currently the best price cross board with the Betfair Sportsbook at 16s. He's shorter elsewhere, but he is currently available at 16s for those of you who want to jump off the cliff edge with <laughs> Um, good on you we like someone who's got a bit of commitment which is exactly what you've got because you're going off to get married so I like this you just really commit to something Daryl well played um, Kevin Blake anything else to add in here were you going to go with Al Bashir as well is that why you no 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 no. thought this was tough um, thought I would throw a dart at Probe um, for Jenny Candlish Um Jenny's did done very well with this horse. In fairness, picked um picked him up from Dermot Wells and um, took their time getting them rolling. Have reinvented them as a sprinter, and his form in the first half of the season reads very well. Um, came forward really nicely. Um, that winning form at Newmarket, very valuable race. Um, at the the Guineas meeting, I think wasn't it? Um, won very well. Um, now you can make excuses for for the last couple. Um, Epsom fast ground wasn't him. I, you know, walking him. You know, not, not easy. And last time, um, I just don't think seven um, was really his cup of tea. I think six is his trip and ridden as quietly and delivered as late as possible is the way to go. Um, freshened up for this, um, you know, got, got two pounds back for those last couple of runs. And um, yeah, I don't think five pounds higher than what he won off at Newmarket would be enough to stop him if he took, got back to that sort of level. So at, um, you know, 20 to one or so. Um, I thought probe was interesting. Currently 20s. So listeners, viewers, you've got one Lapin, Fast Response and Albashir, as well as Probe from the Racing Only Better team for the Air Gold Cup. Varying different prices, six places. Have fun with it. I mean, you guys have put up better cases than I could ever do for a race like that. So well played. Down to Newbury we go. We've got four races to take from Newbury. And we kick off, Daryl, with the five furlong sprint. And this is a fascinating one. It's a group three. And for me, I'm so intrigued about everyone's views for this because we've got two horses near the top of the market with completely different profiles coming in here. Sense of duty for the William Haggis yard. When we last saw him, he was really on the progress. He was coming up through the ranks, but that was 455 days ago. It was back last June when we saw him winning up at Newcastle, the Group 3 up there, and that was continuing a winning spell for this improving filly from the Haggis Yard, but not seen since, and she's had large breaks in her career. She's obviously tricky to train. She's a four-year-old, but they're persevering with her, and she makes a reappearance here, and she's the 13-8 to favourite, but she's taking on, as I say, talk about sort of chalk and cheese profiles Daryl Rarsell for the Mick Appleby yard the opposite of her he's a gelding he's been so consistent this season we saw him only six days ago when he was beat up at Doncaster that was another solid effort in the Scarborough stakes from him and he's three to one second best they're taking on the likes of Nymphadora in there and Thunder Bear. Nymphadora will like it um, slower, the better for her. She's dropping down in grave for the um, for the Andrew Balding team. But what do you make of this horse on the comeback trail? Like, how straight is she going to have to be to win this? Will she be straight? Where are we at with sense of duty? Yeah, according to Kev, you're going to have to be 99 percent fit. Yeah, days, aren't you? <laughs> so, <laughs> is, is, is she going to be that? I, I don't. I don't know. Look, she, she looked pretty smart when we last see her, but it's, it's a complete guessing game, isn't it? So, I think you. I think I'd rather stick with uh, with Rassel, Actually, he was just just solid, really. And this is my time to shine, right? I've been waiting for this. Come so, on. form figures, form <gasps> figures for Rassel. Now, Kevs were good earlier, but they're not as good as these in small fields of eight or fewer runners on turf. Right? Two, one. One, 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 
one, three, one. Bravo! <laughs> Come on, oh, there we go. I'm done. I'm gone. Well, I'm going to sharpen up because I'm going to sharpen up. Small fields of eight or less on turf. So we like that. A very precise category and a beautiful, solid form readout. Dan, you could learn something from that. Oh, definitely could, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to get married in Vegas this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I'll stick, I'll stick with Rasso. I think he's just pretty solid and he's in good form. We know he is. Yeah, we know he is. Can see all of that. And what a form figure readout. Rasso currently three <laughs> what a form with the sports book. <laughs> Dan. Um, you won't be able to beat that, obviously. Nope. That's not, but nope. <laughs> are you with or against the favourite here in Sense of Duty? Yeah, beat this for form figures. One, 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 one. Sense of Duty coming into the race. <laughs> um, unfortunately, on, unfortunately um, other figures of concern are four, five, five because there's. Daryl said that's the number of days she's been off the track. Okay, I, I'm not going to recommend a, a bet here, but can we just reflect on what she did to to them in the chips chase? She gave a monstrous performance. Anna, who we saw winning a Portland off a mark of what, about 110, 107 last week or 106? Get, beating four and a half lengths. Bielsa was third. He's won off 97 since in a big handicap. I mean, what might have been, because... We know Haggis loves having winners at York, but he's been deprived of having this horse, Sense of Duty, Maljum as well. If you're going back to Royal Ascot of last year, I mean, he's having, he's having a good season, Haggis, and has won a lot of high-profile races, but it could have been so much better. And Lucky's podcast has sort of been tracking the potential return of Sense of Duty and Maljum, and she's obviously a bit more forward in her recovery than Maljum, and here she is. Yeah, I think she's by miles the most interesting run of the entire weekend, and that's not from a betting perspective. It's like this could be a one of the best sprinters uh, we've got, like conclusively that, uh, or she could be a bit of a busted flush, and we'll find out. It'll Ooh. take what about a minute, a minute and ten seconds to find out. Fascinating. It will be fascinating. Um, Kevin, where do you think the favourite's going to be at for this? Do you have faith in her or are you looking elsewhere? Oh, Jesus, say her connections were sick when the rain came. They got like 40 mils of rain yesterday. Um, and now the, the forecast looks all right between now and then, but it's just going to make this surface quite tricky. What, like, surely not a million to one they pull her out. Um, she has a, she has other entries, and I know they'd love to get her start started back, and they're running out of time, etc. But um, ground just wouldn't be ideal, you'd say. Um, you look at her move, um, like she's a fluid move in Philly. Um, oh, it'd be danger zone now at that price, and I love her now. I, I thought that was huge at Newcastle. Everyone, how could you not? Um, like so impressive in the final furlong. Um, I, I was uh, I was on ITV that day, and I kind of pretty pretty certain I said like, yeah, that's that's a Group One filly, absolutely, hundred percent. Um, and I didn't think we'd have to wait, you know, so long to see her again. But hopefully, she's herself, um, and will prove to be herself in the fullness of time. Um, I would just be I'd be pretty terrified now, to be honest. Um, on this ground, it won't be all about this. Um, if she if she blows up there a furlong out, um, Mark Hand is going to be very easy on her. Um, so look, when the price is as it is, danger zone for me. Nymphadora would love the soft ground, um, hard fit isn't as good as as a sense of duty, but on this particular day, um, she might be able to shake them up now. Um, getting back on on soft ground will suit her, and uh, she's a very capable filly. Um, on her day, I feel. Okay. Onwards we go then uh, to the next, the handicap, the staying handicap at Newbury, the 205. And Betfair Sportsbook doesn't currently have the prices up. They must be on a lunch break, but we expect the likes, Daryl, of Valsad to be favourite here, taking on, that's for the Charlton Yard, off the back of the win under Safi when we last saw Valsad. That was at Southall. Um, Racing back- League. Racing League, yeah. Oh, so it was. I forgot. Yeah. Oh, come on. <laughs> that was the big result for Safi on the night when she was the champion. Um, <laughs> Kevin's big moment that day. Uh, taking on C. King for the Prescott Yard, who, of course, disappointed when we last saw him, but was on the progress before that. Those are likely to be up near the top of the market, Daryl. I know it's hard when we haven't got proper prices yet, but who do you fancy here? Um, I, I can see the positives with Valsad. He's, he's a horse very much on the up. He actually had Seeking in behind him at Haydock last year. Uh, he, he arrives off to a career best, moving up in trips, going to be fine. The ground's going to be fine. 
like there's there's not too many reasons to take him on to be honest with you uh, and if he's an acceptable price I'll probably uh, around something like I don't know 11 or 4 maybe 3 to 1 if you're lucky um, I'd be interested in him. I thought not so sleepy was very interesting at a big price. Returns to the track, obviously. He's got a fairly good record fresh. I forgot how long this horse has been around for. I was looking back for his form to see how he how he performs when going fresh. And I was realizing I was looking at 2015. Like he's been <laughs> around forever. <laughs> um, but OC Murphy's on board. He's got a Cesarowicz entry, but I don't I can't see this being a prep for an 11 year old. So anyway, I came down on um Get shirty, uh, a big price, uh, the outside of the field. I thought there was a bit more promise in that run at Haydock last time behind Post Impressionist. I thought he travelled really strongly. Um, and I just thought he found the... I just thought he was wheel spinning a little bit. I know he's won on quick ground, but I think getting back on a softer surface will definitely help him. I'd like to see them push forward and go back to prominent tactics with him, not give him so much to do. Um, but he's a real grinder, and, and if he's in if he's in the vanguard at Turner for home, I think he'll be uh, staying on quite strongly. So I thought he was a bit of value considering some of the form that he showed last year. He's fairly handicapped, um, and this essentially is a bit of a dropping grade for him, really. So uh, get shirty. All right, get shirty to bounce back then for Daryl. Over to you, Dan. In here, um, you're gonna throw a few quid each way at not well, not even each way just for the win at the old boy. Not so sleepy. Back on the flat now after his hurdles campaign last season you betcha i mean uh, it's been rob rip for tc hasn't it over the last few weeks he's been doing spaces but i, I feel like he's here in spirit and i'm channeling my inner tc what a ter- <laughs> what a terrifying thought um with not so sleepy um daryl referenced the, the record fresh fifth in two champion hurdles off three month playoffs um Won at Ponte on bad ground on his reappearance one year. Second at Donny one year off a layoff um, as well. So he's must have went fresh. I agree with Daryl. You, can, you can't waste runs with a horse of his age. Now, I think it's there's more than a little evidence that maybe his standard slipped a bit last season. But he wasn't miles behind and admittedly not knocked about Epiton and when Constitution Hill dotted up in the fighting fifth. But they but they wouldn't bother, would they, if they didn't think he still had some spark? They've gone to the trouble of getting Murphy. Conditions will be firmly in his favour. We know he's a real staying type. And I I thought this was fairly thin. I thought there were questions over a good few. Maybe not Valsad, granted, but likes of Laffy. Discuss one Haggis also who's had a setback and incentive duty, but he can't be easy to train either because he's missed another, another three months. He tried a tongue tie on him. Looked like he had loads of potential when he ran in a couple of strong maidens last season, but they're now trying him over a long distance as well. So uh, going back to it, not so sleepy. Not so sleepy. I'm so glad someone's given the old boy a vote. Um, what about you, Kev? Are you also with the boys taking on the horses further near the top of the, what we expect that will be near the top of the market anyway once it fully forms? Yeah, I was looking at not so sleepy and I was looking at him and I could see the case um, but but my my alter ego sneaky Simon started niggling at me, and I, I couldn't help but think that maybe this will just be a sharpener for the Cesarewitch, which you ran so well in last year. But at the end of the day, like this is a seventy grand race, and he's eleven, and she's the shocker of a turnout for a seventy grand race. Mm. Uh, put on the prize money, they say, and Jesus, woo, disappointing turnout. So I, I, I think the sneaky Simon might have to get put back in the cupboard for the minute because I suspect they will be, they, they'd be delighted to win this. Um, so look, I wouldn't put the lads off, but but I'm going for the horse named after your sense of humor, Vanessa, and one for the gutter. Um, who I thought ran um, ran a stormer last time. The ground's not going to be any issue at all. Um, still reasonably treated. Um, stamina. You could argue wasn't terribly tested last time, but I wouldn't I wouldn't mind that too much. And um, and I thought he was very solid for for Ian Williams and um, right. Richard Kingscott. Lovely. All right, let's move on then, Kev. I will stick with you for the 10 furlong handicap, the 240 at Newbury up next. Uh, Balance play, disappointed over further when we last saw him, but he's back down in trip and looks to pick up that winning thread he'd hit with wins at Goodwood and Chester before that. And Trip really the preference here. He is currently 100 to 30 with Betfair on the Sportsbook. And he's taking on Totnes for the Andrew Balding Yard, Asheen Murphy, obviously in the saddle, whose latest win at Chepstow in the dun, 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 racing league race 
was very impressive indeed for Team Scotland it was that day. Paul Mulrennan in the saddle. And I was so taken with her. She's really got rocking and rolling now, Kevin. I'm hopeful that she could keep progressing this filly. Yeah, look, I can absolutely see the case. Um, again, like 75 grand race, she's poor on Newbury. They get stick for their prize money. They put on a few quid and um, they haven't been super rewarded here. But um, look, I, I was taking a punt here. I can, I can see the case for the um, the sexy one in, in Totnes, clearly. Um, but I was going to go for the old gangster up at the top, um, certain lad. Um, if, if you're not familiar with his antics, he's an, he's an absolute hooligan. Like he tries to kill people when they put the saddle on him at the races. Um, I, I've been often stood a number of times in my life. I've been stood outside the, the saddling box when he's been getting saddled, and you can you literally think someone's getting killed in there. Um, he, he's a very hardy boy, and look, he, he's come right down in the weights. Like this was a, a very talented horse. Um, on his day, he slipped back down the weights, and it was much more like it at Sandown last time. Um, race didn't really go his way at all, and uh, he's finished off well to to finish, albeit a modest second to dual identity. But um, it was a step in the right direction. Uh, the ground's going to be no trouble at all, and I'm just hoping that the old boy is starting to sweeten up, starting to hit top form, and is hopefully ready to capitalise on his falling handicap mark. Certain lad. All right, certain lag for Jack Shannon is currently eight to one with Betfair. Daryl, over to you for this. Are you also going away from the sort of sexy three-year-old profiles and with something with a bit more experience in the book, or how are you playing it? Well, yeah, I thought certain lad bumped into one that was thrown in at Sandown last time um, in, in dual identity, and he didn't really get much of a clear clear run at things. Uh, to be honest with you, I don't have a strong opinion on this race. I thought that nothing was really too far ahead of the handicap i didn't think the free rolls didn't really appeal to me so it'd be a no bet for me, for me vanessa all right no bet race for daryl that's absolutely fine we'll give him a pass with that um but not again daryl because you're on a tipping show but anyway uh dan <laughs> is it a no bet race for you as well i joke no. daryl i joke obviously no i don't the difficulty again we've got eight runners it doesn't take the heavens open to open much before one's taken out and the each way well not on the uh, the three place market on the each way market on the exchange, admittedly, but with a sports book, it can scuppy them. I do think certain lad is the wrong price. Um, uh-huh. Really good run. This is an animal who was third in the John Smith's Cup a couple of years ago off a higher mark than this. And I suppose the icing on the cake is the fact that he's ridden by one of the main members of horse racing's fishmongers, George Bass. Um, <laughs> son. Son of David. I don't think he's son of David. Who <laughs> 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 will be claiming three pounds on him again and um him, Jody Soul. There are plenty of them. <laughs> uh, Love it. Any more, please please send them in, in a postcard. Yeah, beautiful. Um, Graham Roach, Graham Roach, the owner of um, Roach. <laughs> Oh, that's good Nichols horses, like Cody's Rebel. Poor Barry Orr is just head in hands at this point. And move on to the That's military. not a fish. I'm not allowed to, I can't take the mick out of Daryl having a no bet race. He's obviously allowed to do that whenever he wants. Um, but obviously, because this is now classy two year olds, Dan just makes it a case that it's a no bet race for him because this seemingly is not his We've remit. Got things so, on my mind. Kevin and Daryl, this is down to you, the Mill Reef, the group two, the feature race at Newbury on Saturday. And I don't know. I'm a bit disappointed with the with the with the horses running, really, Kev. I think um, Miss the Sketch is three to one at the top of the market, alongside seven questions. Seven questions for George Scott. Miss the Sketch for Eve Johnson Horton, just having his third run. They're taking on the more experienced Hartem at seven to two. Array in there at fives. Uh, matters most in there at eights. And look, like just even judging by the market, there's no standout in here. And I suppose in the Mill Reef, like you want to see, I don't know, I want to see something special. And I'm not sure any of these have quite shown that they're going to sparkle at the highest level anyway. Is that a fair assessment at this point? Uh, yeah, sure. Look, you go back a few years and you've got the likes of Harry Angel and Ribchester winning this. Um, look, there has been some some lesser renewals in the meantime. And it, this would have the look of one. But look, it's not to say that something couldn't jump up. Uh, Mr. Sketch is an obvious one, I suppose, in that um super impressive last time for in the in the colours of Norman Court stud and has been subsequently bought by Watnan Racing, who we keep coming across the course. Yeah. Um and in fair in fairness to Richard Brown, his his uh selections have been pretty sharp um thus far. So 
Um, I'm sure it was, he wasn't a cheap horse to buy, so I wish them the best of luck. But coming on to um, softer ground is going to be a bit of a challenge. Uh, I thought it was one of those races now where it just might pay to side with one of the, the hardier, more experienced ones that doesn't have as big of a question mark about the ground. And sure, look, seven questions is the one who doesn't have many questions on those, on mm. those fronts. Um, plenty of racing experience, ran really well. Um, on the all-weather at Kempton last time, has form on soft ground. One of his best efforts was on soft ground. Um, and I'm just hoping that he'll be able to put all that experience um, to good use and potentially catch a few of the less experienced ones um, on the hop. Hatem is an obvious alternative, but has the, has a penalty to shoulder. So seven questions was the one I went with. All right. And Daryl, final word to you then on the Mill Reef. Are you, given the grounds and everything Kevin's just said there, are you leaning to one of these two-year-olds that has that more experience in the book? Or are you happy to take a swing with something? Jamie Codd. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> God almighty. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll, I'm going to lean towards Hartem. Um, oh, you I, are? Yeah, I am. Yeah. Like, he was very disappointed at York last time, but... He's got such a knee action on him. Like you think getting on a softer surface will probably help him. I, I just like the wealth of experience he's got for this. If this turns into a test, we know he stays further than his six furlong. I, I just think he's got probably the best form in the book as well. And I think he's a fair price. I just think he's a really solid proposition, albeit he bombed out at York last time. Um, I think he can bounce back here. But it is a disappointing turnout, as you said. All right. Um, Hartem then is currently seven to two for the Richard Hannon Yard, obviously one of his better two-year-olds in the stable, but has both boys actually going for the horses with more experience given the ground conditions in the Mill Reef. Um, guys, it's just time for naps, I think. It's naps, please. And Dan, we will come to you first, since you've been quiet for a little while, thinking of your fishmonger names. <laughs> people in racing so go on what is your nap of the weekend please uh back to the top i'm looking to catch redana right at air again oh okay you did make a very strong case there. um kevin you're Try nap net a profit <laughs> no, no dan enough now sorry i'm going enough. home now enough kevin oh dear i'm gonna go for me pal me old flower gulliver in the silver oh, cup. Oh, boy. Love it. Okay. And your nap, please, Daryl. I'm going to swing from the hip and say Stormbuster in the 115 air. Lordy Lord. Okay, brilliant. Thank you very much. As always, boys, listeners and viewers out there, don't forget the offer with the sports book this Saturday, a completely free bet on racing multiples, but please do opt in. You need to read the T's and C's and you need to do it responsibly. Gamble responsibly all weekend, but have a good one. We will be back on Monday with Wade in, of course, usual gang signing up for that. And we wish Daryl Carter the very best of luck over in Vegas. Have a great week week daryl enjoy yourself it's gonna be great uh but listeners and viewers as always thank you very much for tuning in enjoy your weekend <laughs>